Hi, I'm Big Nakuma. And I'm All Your Nerd 64. And we are your gamer friends. What the fuck was that? There was an attack, and we are doing the work. It is not a time for songs. We have to cancel today's episode. It's canceled. Uh, well, you're you're an exhausting co-host. <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> the listeners that have to deal with you specifically. <laughs> um, we have a very special episode today. I promise we're not going to talk about Donald Trump getting impeached for the second time and being the only president in history to ever be impeached twice. In fact, we're going to talk about our games of the year. Woo! It's exciting. It is exciting. Um, that didn't sound like a very enthusiastic woo. And so, look, um, I'm exhausted. I think you need to get unexhausted because even though 2020 was absolutely the bottom of the shit pile, I really wish that we had five games on our list because two of my favorite games of this generation I'm not including on the list. What? Yeah. There were too many good games this year. Wow. I feel like every other year, there's a really good year and then an off year and then a really good year and then an off year. Not that there are bad games in the off year. It's just that like, what am I excited for next year other than Horizon Zero Dawn and a few smatterings of remakes and things like that? There's not like some big marquee event like halo infinite okay but that might get delayed again like any number of these games might get delayed again that's interesting i kind of felt that about this year Mm. not that like it was a bad year but wasn't blown away by much Mm. to be honest and which is like whatever like i i the games that i picked i still really enjoyed yeah, I don't. There wasn't a lot that I finished. I feel like it was a, this was a year I didn't play a lot of too many new games. I guess not a lot of new games came out. I guess no. I just <laughs> there I were know. so many games that came out. No, I don't know. I just I think that you have a very um, limited taste. <laughs> Oh, limited. I'll look at the Listen, I have a pretty limited and narrow taste, but you out narrow me for sure. That's no. No. <laughs> yes. That's a that's a fucking lie. <laughs> uh anyway, last year we did our too many games. We did our top three, and then we did um the game of the decade. This year, <laughs> I said, I think I said mine was Mass Effect, right? You did. Oh, God. This year, we're doing the Too Many Games Award, the best ongoing game, our top three games, and a game of the pandemic. God. So, the, is the last award every year going to be something new and dumb? Until 2030, and then we'll do another. <laughs> we'll do another game of the decade. Okay, I can. I can. Do that. It has to be topical. Like That's if the topical. pandemic continues through 2021, which it will, because everyone is stupid. Then, um, I guess maybe we'll have to do game of the pandemic too. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Oh my god! But I do think that we should get rolling. Yes, with our too many games award. <laughs> there are literally too many games and I need the publishers and developers to stop making them so fast. It's so interesting because just moments ago you were saying that nothing came out this year. But anyway, I please don't, continue. I don't please continue. I don't recall. Please continue and explain the category for those of us uh who might be new. So for any new listeners or new for our game of the year show. Show, show, show. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a long echo town. Crazy. Uh, this award goes out to a game, any game that's come out in a previous year, any previous year, mm-hmm. that we didn't play until this year, for mm-hmm. whatever reason. That's right. Because mainly there's too many games to play. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who's going first, me or you? You're going to go first. I'm going to go first? Yes. Okay, well, I made a big deal about my game of my too many games to play game of the year award last year. It was a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'll be honest. I don't remember what I picked. Wow, couldn't tell you. Interesting. 
But I do know it wasn't this game because I couldn't technically pick it because I played it in 2020. I started it in January because I remember that I was about to start a new job in mid-January and I spent a lot of time playing games before the job started. By the way, your game of the year for too many games last year was Breath of the Wild because we have to reference Breath of the Wild right. at least. Game of Jones. Mm-hmm. Game of I, I just want to put it out there, both so that it's referenced and also so that people can send you hate mail for forgetting. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of them. You mm-hmm. know, you can send any hate to at big no. underscore Nakuma no. on Twitter. Anyway. No. Anyway. Jurassic World Evolution. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't remember, Big Nick introduced me to this game. Mm. And I absolutely loved it. So for fans of Zoo Tycoon or City Skylines, Jurassic World Evolution is what's called a business simulator. I didn't know that. That's what they called it. <laughs> it is Zoo Tycoon. <laughs> it's Zoo Tycoon, except with dinosaurs. And killing and kill, you know, the dinosaurs, dinosaurs kill. can get out and kill. If you're bad at managing your park, I can't relate. <laughs> Nick probably can, but I can't mm. relate. All you dinosaurs hate people. Well, you definitely no, took, I did the scenarios. No, well, you took risks in that game that I think were unnecessary. I they weren't the good business, business capitalism moves. They weren't good capitalism moves. They weren't boss moves. Mm-hmm. Now, usually, I don't like these type of games. I'd be like, there's too much shit in here. There's too many numbers. I got to keep track of too many things. Something's on fire. Two things are on fire. The whole game is on fire. I quit. Mm-hmm. There is just something that is so accessible about this game. It's one. It's like the saxophone. It's like the saxophone. Yes. Yes. In that it was designed to be easy to pick up, to play, and to understand. But really takes a true mess of the craft. Mm-hmm. To really, you know, dive into the deep, advanced shit. Thank you. You're very welcome. The saxophone was designed to be an easy instrument to play. <sighs> the easiest. Yeah. I'm okay with that. It's accessible. I liked how, like, with each island, it sort of, like, the challenges were different, and they got they took more things away from you, and there was one that was a complete sandbox. You do whatever the fuck you wanted. It kind of had, like, the sort of open-endedness of, like, Minecraft. You can make it as open-ended as you want. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You can do the story. You can do this. You can do that. Just so many options. And all of them are great. It really was, like, fun to, like, be like, all right, I guess this island, you know, they're going to give me unlimited money, so fuck it. And then one island was like, this is literally hell. Good luck. And that was even fun. I took risks. I felt empowered to take those risks. But, you know, they were calculated, measured, and my people didn't get eaten too much. Oh. So mm-hmm. there, there was... No, I don't, I don't recall. Mm. I don't recall. Mm-hmm. And also, this looked great. It was just, like, fun to just play that game. It was just so much fun. And I got really sucked into it. That was a depression hole. Uh, <laughs> what a bringing endorsement. <laughs> if your mental health is bad, just wear a dress. Yeah, no. Um, it is an extremely good uh, simulator. I don't really have anything negative to say about it. I was equally obsessed. Um, I had a lot of fun playing it. And I'm glad that you had a lot of fun playing it. Yeah. I want to fire it back up again, actually. Oh, wow. There's some DLC that's like probably dirt cheap right now, right? I mean, it it might be on Game Pass. <laughs> Fuck it. What is on Game Pass? I know, right? You Lord Jesus. Check. Everything's on Game Pass. That should be their slogan. It's every game is here. Mm. What was your too much to play Game of the Year Game Award? award? Perhaps unsurprisingly for regular listeners is Horizon Zero Dawn. Not shocking. I think that Horizon Zero Dawn legitimately is the best world building and lore of any game that I played in the entire generation. It is phenomenal. It it really is. Like, I don't want to spoil it for people. If you haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn, I promise you, it has just as many interesting moments in terms of 
the story and and its construction as some of these more narrative driven titles. Mm-hmm. I would not say that it's a narrative driven title. It is definitely a Ubisoft formulaic kind of game. It's open world. It is, you know, climb to the top of a thing and, you know, look around and <laughs> see more of the markers on the map and, you know, go to an area and clear out the enemy. Like it's it's not So is it look go to that place and do something there. Yes. It it's not a um it's not revolutionizing uh the, the open world formula. Right. It it's not it didn't promise to be cyberpunk and it well <laughs> <laughs> that's the joke. Uh I I loved it. I really, really did. Um, I, in fact, I think I started annoying you with how much lore YouTube I was watching. It was excessive. It was a lot. There's I, a lot of lore. There's a well. I, it was too much for me. Cause, like, listener, dear listener, it was at a level where, like, remember when we used to talk about Destiny lore all the time? Mm. And when I say we, I mean you, and I would be like, well, fuck, mm-hmm. I guess I have to keep most of this in here. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it stops making sense. Thanks for that. Wow. Uh, we're talking worse than that. I would say that Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn is the it was, best lore next to Destiny. It w- wow, it was a big inhale that really did it for me. It really sealed in. It's uh, it's just really good. It's a really good story. And and the, I think the plausibility of it is what mm. I love so much. Yeah. Because all yeah. of it is super plausible. Um, I agree with that. I'm extremely excited for the sequel. It's supposed to come out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, parts of the the world that were mentioned right. in the first game we're actually going to be able to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically a condensed version of the Western United States. Uh, hopefully we'll have more news about it soon, but I, I just absolutely fell in love. Beyond just nearly perfecting the Ubisoft formula because it's not a perfect game. There's still like too much looting. It still is like <laughs> climb Destiny? to the top and no. <laughs> look around. No, it is nothing. It's very unlike Destiny. Um, those annoying design choices didn't impede my enjoyment of the game at all, in right. part because combat is really the main focus, like getting into encounters with animals uh, or machine animals. And Frankly, it is one of the best, if not the best, uh, open world combat that I've ever played. Big claims. It is a big claim, and I have to own that I am completely biased. I love using bows. Bows are my favorite weapon in Gears of War. Bows are my favorite weapon in Destiny. Destiny. Bows are my favorite weapon in Red Dead. Bows are my favorite weapon in any game where I can play with a bow. There will be your favorite weapon once they are in Apex. Yes, there are rumors that Legends is having a bow come in soon. In fact, there's a water video that we could watch about the latest rumors about that. I just (laughs) love bows, and this is bow-focused combat. weird. Why? I don't know. It's just so satisfying, the little... Like, it's just satisfying. It's so satisfying. You can knock multiple arrows at a time. You can hit multiple targets. Different arrow types do different things. It's just so good, and it works together with the lore really well. I just love Horizon Zero Dawn. I can't wait for the sequel. I'm going to put it out there. I predict Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West is going to be my game of the year. We'll see what happens. Bold, 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 bold claims. We love to see it. <laughs> we'll see what You happens. heard it here first. What do you what do I win if it's not gonna be your game of the year? I, think. I don't think you win anything. This has already happened before. Like I claimed the division two yeah, was gonna be my game of the year and it wasn't. You should add some stakes to this. There's no stakes. Where's the fun? The fun is that I get to play the, a really good video game. The journey and I'm along the way. For it. Okay, that's fair. Let's move on yes. to our Ongoing game, favorite ongoing game. That means any game released in a previous year that is continually getting updates of some kind. Whether it be DLC, whether it be it's just a multiplayer game, if new shit dropped this year, right? And the original shit dropped in a previous year, then it's eligible for ongoing game. To absolutely no one's surprise, 
My pick is Apex Legends. Shocking. Shocking. Very shocking. Uh, it's my comfort game. It is my mac and cheese with, you know, collard greens and a sweet potato pumpkin pie with homemade whip mm-hmm. at the very end. Thank you. When I cinch that victory, because that's what I do. It's what I does. <laughs> It's what you do. You never miss. Never miss. Never, not with a wingman. You've never lost a game. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wanna, you know, anyway, Apex Legends, even with all of the drama, and there was a lot of it. Nerfs here, buffs there, new legends, useless legends, legends that became less useless, legends that became more useless. It's an ongoing game. It's that an ongoing meta, game. You know, it's Battle Pass drama. Oh my god! Season seven dropped S- stars instead of points. The whole community blew up. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking mess. It was. They fixed it. They fixed it. Mostly, they, they like eighty mm-hmm. percent fixed it. Regardless, I still came back. I think what drew me in more so this year specifically is the inclusion of crossplay. It's not perfect. I don't like that I can only hear my party when I'm in either the lobby of the game and not in the loading screens. It's a little, you know, you get the cutoff. But anyway, for those who don't know, Apex and I think uh, EA as a whole, like all of their games, or as much as I think a lot of them supported crossplay this year. And it worked for the most part pretty well. You know, there was like a still a thing or two that I didn't like about, you know, talk, whatever, fine. But I got to play with my PS4 friends. It's never happened. It's a beautiful thing. Got to play with PC people. You had a game that was one PS4 player, one Xbox player, and one PC player, right? It's a true cross-play experience. And it worked perfectly. The party didn't work perfectly. There's nothing about PC people that they don't have to switch in and out of the party. So, like, for Xbox, you have to... There's a difference between, like, the party that you can make on your own and then the game chat, which it defaults to. And anytime you're cross-playing with people on other consoles, you have to be in the in-game chat. And something was, like, definitely not working for me. So it's not perfect. But can you think of any other first-person, you know, Battle Royale that has a better... That could be better for not talking to the people that you're playing with? True. Um, This is going to happen. It should happen in Apex. Yeah. Lack of communication verbally in Apex, if anything, is uh, not a problem. And in some cases, is preferred. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was nervous when I started playing with, like, PC friends that I wouldn't be able to keep up with a controller. But it's fine. Like, there's definitely a difference. You can, like, really tell when someone gets you with a mouse and keyboard. Because it's just, like... <laughs> you're telling you're like okay. The TTK is like shorter for sure. For sure. But that's if they can do it. Like there yeah. are some bad, like there are like some really bad controller people. There's really people who can't fucking aim. Here's the thing. I think that the bad players on PC are worse than the bad players on controller. There are times where we that's watch spicy YouTube take. videos and I'm like, how do they play against such fucking potatoes that they're able to do this? And then I played a few PC matches and I was like, I am a God. I will destroy anyone in my path. And I'm realized, I think just the par, the average aim on controller is probably a little bit higher. The difference being that like, can they hold on to? Well, yeah. I don't, Cause we have like controller folks have aim assist. A B. I don't. I don't know if like me, like what is mechanically harder, technically, whatever. I don't know. It's just a fun time. I'm so happy that it happened, and I can't wait for it to come to Switch so I can rope even more people in. Because that's that's gonna be my. Be like, oh, you like playing Halo? Hmm. Well, that's done. Why don't we play <laughs> Switches? You can play it on your Switch. Uh, <laughs> great to the to the future. <laughs> Onward. Um, my pick is, I think perhaps a surprise. I'm uh, shocked. <laughs> it is the Division Two Warlords of New York. Why would um, Why would you pick a dead game? Uh, well, <laughs> okay. Any YouTuber and like Twitch streamer might tell you the game is dead, but um, uh, they definitely would. 
it's the same thing in every hardcore community. Like the people who play for a living, which means they wake up and play the game all day and then go to sleep and then wake up and do the same thing the next day. They're like, oh, there's not enough content in this game. Meanwhile, I can't get through all the content in right. months. I mean, it's not your job. Of time. Well, right. I'm playing it. Like, listen, I'm not trying to say that people who want more out of end games are wrong or bad or anything like that. I am saying like, have a little fucking perspective about what your positionality is in reference to other people. Yeah. That's a bigger conversation for another day. It is. But I, I feel the need to start with that because (laughs) the reason why I chose warlords of New York is because I think that what they did in expanding the end game is actually incredibly interesting and frankly kept me hooked for a really, really long time. The only reason why I don't play it as much as I was playing it is because a friend and I that were kind of (laughs) logging on and playing almost every day, uh, we just both got burnt out on it around the same time. Mm. And it wasn't that it was bad and we were tired of playing it and we just immediately started playing something else. We just, you know, took a break from video games for a little bit. I'm kind of doing that right now. I haven't played on my Xbox in uh, days, which is, you know, not, (laughs) not normal for me. Um, And when I was putting this list together, I was trying to think like, okay, I played apex all the time. I was really into destiny the last few months. But like holistically throughout the whole year, what do I really think did an exceptional job? And I kept coming back to The Division 2. Warlords of New York was a surprise DLC. Um, oh, that's right. It it came out of nowhere. It was basically around the first anniversary of the game. Um, and it added a completely new map, Lower Manhattan. They did a really good job putting it together. Mm -hmm. Uh, They built on the lore from the first game. They connected the two stories. They integrated a seasonal model that started telling a story. The most recent season, the one that's live right now, you basically get to go up against the main villain from the end of the first campaign. Like, it's just really satisfying. Mm -hmm. Is it a game that you can play every day forever and always have something to do that's completely fresh and new? No. But other than battle royales, which are the same map and the same weapons over and over again in such a way that every experience is different, uh, you know, I I don't see why that's so much worse. It's not, you don't have to defend. It's your damn podcast. Shit. No, <laughs> I, I don't feel that I have to be defensive over it. You are doing a lot of prefacing. You're like, eh. which is okay, fine. Fair enough. I get it. Fair enough. I get it. I just, I really enjoyed what they did. Yeah. I think that what they did was really good. I don't play PvP, and so the negatives about PvP, just like the Destiny community is blowing up right now over the fact that Bungie is ignoring PvP. I don't play PvP, so I'm going to shit about What are the Crucible <laughs> folks gonna do? Yeah, like, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't care. That is, like, shocking to me that there is still enough of a Destiny community that's vibrant in just PvP people. Like, I know those people exist in streaming, you watch them, but it's still just, like, mind-blowing to me that the game is, like, big enough that people are like, yeah, I just fuck with Crucible. Well. That's all I do here. Kind of not anymore. That's a little bit of the issue. Oh, that's part of the issue. Yeah, that's a little bit of the issue. But um, at the end of the day, uh, I I think that it reinvigorated the end game. I really appreciate what they're going for, and I would like to see more of it. If they did another DLC this year and just did the same exact thing, I would I would play that. The gunplay is as good as ever. It's just a solid game. It's a really solid game. Um, and I appreciate what they did with it just a little bit more than yeah. what I appreciated with Destiny and Beyond Light and with Apex. Um, Blasphemy. You know, no. those, those are incredible experiences <laughs> in their own right. Um, but I think the Division 2 deserves the nod. All right. So. Now we're in our top three, second runner-up. Tell us, Cedric, what is your second runner-up? Well, I will tell you that my second runner-up is tell me why. <laughs> okay. That was that was bad, and I'll 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 cop to that. It's fine. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we have not talked about this one on the podcast extensively. I think we talked about it when it was first announced. Yes. Uh, but I decided to pick it up because, you know, I needed some slower games. Just sit in the couch and be a potato with. Um, <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised with Tell Me Why. I am not a huge, like, story game person like you know i was not ever gonna play the last of us never really got into life is strange i don't know what keeps me from playing them to be honest but i was like you know what something new let's try it out tell me why it's on game pass too so i was like you know whatever so not to like spoil anything but the preface is is that you play as two twins one of them is trans and you know, shit happens because it's a video game story. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's a little sad. But it definitely is like a lighter... No, that's not true. I feel like when I heard you talk about The Last of Us 2, I was like, wow, this, this is like a huge downer. And like this story kind of is, but it's not like as heavy, if that makes sense. I would definitely recommend this to people who like story games, and like looked at The Last of Us and was like, wow, all they're doing is suffering. Yeah, The Last of Us 2 was a little too much. And to be honest with you, based on the trailers and stuff, I figured that this would be very similar. So I guess I'm glad to hear that it's not as bad, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't, quote, it's as bad and like really big air quotes. <laughs> I don't know how to... The soundtrack was great. The sound design was excellent. I think that's probably like one reason why I don't. If I it, if I'm already like kind of like Ugh, about a game or like mm, I don't know about the genre, definitely like when I feel sort of like not immersed in the world, and it for me is usually always sound. And I feel like the characters were handled with a lot of care. You know, like there's no dead naming outside of like looking at a memory. A lot of the characters are also native, and you know, it just was like. Part of the backdrop of the story is kind of like how I think like the standard for representation should probably look like. It's just like, okay, here we are. Here's this story with like native trans people. That's it. Enjoy. I wholeheartedly recommend it. Definitely for if you want like a more chill kind of experience. It was good. Word. Um okay, so I kept this a secret. You did. Do you have any guesses for what this is? I it's just as redacted in big capital letters, and I'm going to be very upset because we spent most of the last episode shitting on this game. So I don't know (laughs) what redeeming qualities it could have gotten to be your second runner-up, third place out of the whole year of games that shipped with no bugs. I'm just <laughs> um well I guess in a lot less Keanu Reeves. I don't know. Yeah. I think you're referring to um Cyberpunk 2077. Maybe. <laughs> My <laughs> second runner up is in fact psych. It's Animal Crossing. What? It's Animal Fucking Crossing. Wow. Wow. Even in this moment where I was trying to do something redeeming for cyberpunk, you were like, no. <laughs> no. Because you knew this was going to happen, and I'm I mad that you know. manufactured this moment. I, I did like manufacture that. this moment. I don't like that. Um, I really thought about giving this to Last of Us 2, but <laughs> wait. <laughs> I That's that's what kind of threw me off, because I see that I saw that note. You're like, okay, maybe The Last of Us 2. And I was like, oh, so cyberpunk. Not fucking Animal Crossing. I needed to not be in a dark pit of despair. And as much as I joked about this game before I played it, you when I actually played it, I really loved it. I might have to roll back some tape on this one. I might have to find something. Because you really did shit on Animal Crossing. You're like, I didn't shit on it. It's just I I was like, this is not for me. I can't believe this is for you. And <laughs> that's that's about all that I said. It was the eye roll. Um that really did it. I I needed to enjoy something for the sake of enjoying it. 
And I really enjoyed the time that I spent in Animal Crossing. Admittedly, I have not really done much other than log in and like say hello to my favorite characters and wish them happy birthday and stuff ever since like the summer, basically. Yeah. But it's the type of thing that I know I can always go back to. Um, and I had a really good time playing it. I actually think the mechanics uh, were really fun, even though they were basic. Obviously, this is a game for children. I'm not like deceiving myself. <laughs> but like, you know, how many fucking kids are going to make grids out of flowers in order to get a specific color? Like, not You'd be many. surprised. Okay. But I mean like young children. Not like 11-year-olds. Of course the 11-year-olds are doing it. Whatever. The point is, for a brief time, I was like a czar on Nukazan. I have more money than I ever need for anything. And I had so much fun creating this little island. And it really um, took me out of the worst part of the pandemic. I was playing Animal Crossing when we were living in Brooklyn. We lived near a hospital. It was sirens nearly 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, the refrigeration trucks and stuff with people's bodies in them and everything were right down the block. Like, I needed an escape that was different than The Division. And well, someone, <laughs> I would argue, The Division was the very opposite of escapism well, in that I, moment. And basically, you know what? Maybe that had more to do with us being like, okay, I think we're done with the division now than, than actually us just getting tired and like, taking a break. You're talking about virus. Yeah. Okay. Sunda. That might have more to do with why I stopped playing the division, actually. Maybe. I, look, I, as far as I'm concerned, everybody's games list is tainted by COVID-19. So it's fine. Yeah. I just, I really enjoyed it. Um, I am excited for the future of it. I still, you know, watch all the updates and stuff like that. Like I'm aware of what's going on in the game. I do want to go in and play with the snow while it's still there, while it's still winter and stuff. Um, and anyone who has a switch, I strongly encourage you to pick this up. It's just very charming. It is. I agree with that. Um, what a bait and switch. I just, mm. It's just, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. It feels fake. <laughs> First <laughs> runners up. I mean, like what, what other game could it possibly be besides Spider-Man Miles Morales? Well, it could be your number one. It could be Spider-Man my number one. Be and number quite one. honestly, if like we didn't already see Spider-Man, like if if like Spider-Man Miles Morales came out out of context of Spider-Man, it's just like here's this amazing, one hundred percent easily the game of the game year. of the year easily game of the generation. <laughs> sure, you're like oh it's Spider-Man and niggas, yes, correct, best game of all time. I'm never have to play another game ever again. Uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> I think even out of context is really good, but it's like hard to put it as number one because there was a lot of really good stuff that came out. Yeah, but other things came out this year too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he's gonna have a top spot, but it's fucking Spider Man. Gameplay was amazing, story's great. I think for me, all, I feel like the sto- it's all about the story this year. I fucking hate it, but <laughs> even just like in the beginning, where you're like just at the crib doing a Christmas shit, like that was engaging. I was like, oh, yes, I want to look at everything and I want to hear the comments about everything and I want to hear him talk about a record and then his mom starts yelling about a record from the other room and it's like yeah it's great that it gave us more of that because we we entered Peter's world and we had those types of conversations with Peter but we were never exploring MJ's apartment or Peter's apartment or May's apartment right or like, you know, the, the we could explore feast, but it wasn't exactly like yeah, we were not like <sighs> the first Spider Man felt it was very much about the story, like Spider Man. Yes, and this felt very much like the characters. Yes, um, and the community. It was so interesting. It was vibrant. Like the the side characters that you meet is just really great and like immersive in a way that I. Like, I have not seen in a Spider-Man game. Like when you 
think about like, oh, you're like on the street just talking to people. That didn't happen in the first one. Or not to the extent that you could do in, or that you did end up doing in Miles Morales. You could do it, but it wasn't something that you had to do. And in a lot of ways, I think that the reason why is interesting and and partially why that changed. Like, because of who Miles is and because of his connection to his community and because that community has been historically underserved, you have to make a big point <laughs> out of mm. the community, A. B, Miles isn't working with the fucking cops the way that Peter was. And so in order to find what was going on, he had to talk to people in a way that Peter, you know, was just relying on surveillance technology. <laughs> so <laughs> he said, we got cameras. I don't have to deal with this. Talking to people shit. I mean, he it really like was like, okay, your friendly neighborhood, Spider-Man. In a way, I think that's harder to do with Peter. I think it's also harder to do with an older Peter. Right. If this was in Queens when he was in high school, I think there would be a little bit of a different conversation. Yeah. So. Um, I think just given how much I jumped in there, it's possibly not a surprise that Spider-Man Miles Morales is also my first runner up for game of the year. Um, I don't want to repeat entirely everything you just said, because those are basically all the reasons that I have for loving this game as well. Um, I did want to point out that very specifically, I did not um, connect to another video game character in this way since Ottawale all the way back in Assassin's Creed before it was called Freedom Cry. Now you can buy this what was DLC as if it was a standalone game. It wasn't a standalone game. It was just DLC for Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, but you're playing as a black former slave that was going around and liberating slave colonies. Like that was the oh, we whole love game. That. Oh, I I was in love. It was so good. And this was a very similar feeling. It was like, oh, I'm black and I'm doing this for black people. <laughs> um, I'm black Spider-Man and we only see black people over here. <laughs> uh, that was also something else. Like I know that the side missions and stuff, you do a lot of saving, but again, just part of what Spider-Man does is save people. And I love that part of the main storyline was Spider-Man saving people like a lot. It was, it was really good. Um, I also just want to shout out uh, the one thing that you didn't mention, which is just the technical achievement. The technical achievement here is really incredible. Um, yes. You know, it's last-gen hardware. Uh, it's not nearly as big as Cyberpunk, but I just find it funny <laughs> that, you know, the, the last-gen is the crutch for why everything sucks for Cyberpunk. Meanwhile, I also had a basically zero-loading experience playing Spider-Man and it was on base PS4, not a PS4 Pro. So oh, that's right. I just want to shout that out. Like Insomniac did a great job just optimizing this for both consoles. I do hear that the experience on PS5 is amazing and I can't wait to play it because that's really the only thing that could improve this game is graphical fidelity. Um, so kudos to Insomniac. I really hope that the full sequel is this year. Or next year, maybe. Maybe we just get the announcement this year. But either way, I'm completely on board for more of this universe, more of this world. Uh, and hopefully it expands a little bit beyond uh, New York at this point. That's that's really, <laughs> what else can they do? Maybe go to Brooklyn? Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, that's true. Spider-verse. I don't know. I hope they don't. Well, whatever. All I the hope... things we talked about in Jen's yeah. episode. I hope they do whatever the fuck they want because it's going to be great. I don't yeah. care. Okay, here we are. It's the time for the big one. It's the game of the year. <laughs> I don't know what that was. To no one's surprise, I'm sure. I was surprised. Really? Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't talk about this game too much, but uh, we were saving it for, a, I think, a stellar conversation. And I don't think I really got to talk about the things I liked about it. So I'm excited that it, I guess, ended up on top or it did end up on top. Watch Dogs Legion is my game of the year. Hmm. Why did it surprise you? I guess I just didn't realize how much you liked it. Um, 
I knew that you enjoyed it, but I didn't know that you liked it so much. Loved it. Honestly, I think the Watch Dogs series is one of the most underrated of all time. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) But I think people really sleep on it. Like, I was, like, shocked at how... I haven't finished the first one yet, but I was shocked at how much I liked it. And I was like, why did I not know about this? And then I loved, too. And I was like, why did... Who? Why did? Where are the conversations? People sleeping. People are sleeping on watchdogs. And I think with Legion, like it with the whole like you know leaderful operation they were setting up, it was ambitious. But I think for the most part, it worked. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't perfect, and there were like some things that definitely took out, took away from the immersion of the game, and also like they're the first people to do it. My impression was that it was a current gen game. Yeah. And I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. If if they do this again, but fix some of the issues that they have, uh, take advantage of like no loading screens, that kind of thing. Um <laughs> multiplayer, by the way, hasn't come out yet. I'm super excited for it though. I am also excited for it. It got delayed until this year, but Which it is, is supposed to be this year. I'm very excited to see where they go with it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I think is really what's the most important part for me. Yeah, which is which is a lot of fun to play. And I look forward to just jumping back in. And there was a lot of yelling from the center, <laughs> but such is life. Um, to be honest <laughs> with you, if it wasn't about fascism and I didn't feel like it was close to our near future, mm. it would have easily been my second runner-up. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It was either that, Animal Crossing, or Valhalla. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that even though I loved what I've played of Valhalla, I haven't finished it, and I loved Legion, Animal Crossing just made me feel warm and fuzzy. But I'm very happy for you that you enjoyed Legion so much. I know that you had really enjoyed two, and that you were playing one and just, you got close to finishing it, but didn't finish it before Legion came out. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I want to finish it before the third one comes out because of the DLC. But then I didn't realize that the Aiden and Wrench DLC wasn't coming until the multiplayer shit. So it's fine. It's all Gucci. Yeah. You got time. I have time. Can't wait to start my permadeath playthrough. That's going to be fun. I'm waiting for the multiplayer and to finish some other single player experiences that I'm <laughs> playing right now. Yeah. I think I'm, by the way, going to officially add... uh immortals phoenix rising to the list and yeah and i have a feeling it might be my too many games game (laughs) for this year already it's just getting reviewed so well anyway anyway what's uh what's yours uh mine is i mean no one's gonna be surprised you can do the whole Maybe. What if it was cyberpunk? What if, what if, what if I would literally stop the recording, <laughs> quit the podcast, tell everyone to go home. It's over. Ghosts of Sujima. I think that this game, honestly, honestly, like transcends its genre. Transcends. That's I feel like word. Horizon Zero Dawn got really close to perfecting it. And I played that before Ghost of Tsushima. And then I play Ghosts and something about it is just perfect to me. It is. um, It's so beautiful. It is truly one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to do New Game Plus on a PS5. Play multiplayer like for real. I've played the multiplayer. Um, I haven't like gotten too deep into it because it came out just at the wrong time. Right. Um, <laughs> honestly, it is extremely good, and it was a surprise, and it was free. All wonderful things. The multiplayer, right? Um, so just for that, it it kind of like oh wow really elevated itself to me Mm. and the multiplayer by the way is extremely polished like if you enjoy the game you're gonna love the multiplayer and i'm pretty sure you don't have to play the game 
to play the multiplayer. Yes, I believe that you're right. Yeah, about that. I think you have to like complete some of it, but not most of it. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just wasn't expecting a multiplayer campaign that was completely new, like completely new plot lines and completely new mechanics and leaning into a class system that didn't exist in the main game. Right. Just really adding depth and longevity because it's the type of end game activities that are replayable. It's like horde modes and uh, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they introduced a raid. I haven't even set foot into it, but uh-huh. I'm just really excited about that game. I'm excited about possible sequels for that game. There was a historical second invasion of the island of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Um, so that seems like a pretty obvious setting for a second game. Right. But um you know, it's more than just the the gameplay. It's more than just the scenery. Um, I really thought that the story was beautiful. It was cliched. Uh, there was some criticism of it for being too, like, you know, stereotypical in terms of honor and things like that. Yeah. But I don't think that it handled it in a stereotypical fashion. I don't think that it was making light of it. Um, I really felt... Like I was a samurai and part of being a samurai is being like a nobleman and being uh, a caretaker of the people and things like that. Mm-hmm. I really connected with the world. Uh, not so much Jin personally, but it it was just a really special experience. The voice acting really elevated it. It never took me out of it. Um, I just loved every second of playing that game. I really did. Um, I mean, if- that. That sounds like a game of the year. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The final thing I'll say is that I do think that the Horizon Zero Dawn combat, because of the bow and arrow, is a little bit more interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Like, if I had to choose which one to play for, like, if I could play Ghost of Tsushima by playing (laughs) Horizon Zero Dawn, that would be a very fun concept. There are bows in Ghost of Tsushima, and I do love playing those with those bows, but it it is just a little different because obviously it's more about sword play. They just nailed it. They really nailed the sword play. Um, and I think the multiplayer highlights how they really nailed it because you're not playing in the same way because of you know the, the restrictions and, and the things that they added to multiplayer. Anyway. Um, you can go listen to me ramble more <laughs> in previous episodes about how wonderful I think that this game is, but um, it's really special. And if you have a PS4, I strongly encourage you to play it. It was certainly my game of the year. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, before we go, we have one more category, one the more special category. category. The game of the pandemic. (laughs) So you came up with this. Can you explain what the game of the pandemic is? Yeah, I I think everyone kind of had their comfort game. You described Apex as a comfort game. It was. But I think that all of us pretty early on when we didn't really know that we were in for the long haul, like, well, some of us knew, but (laughs) <laughs> when most of us were acclimating <laughs> when i when i was started getting on the subway and started seeing people wearing masks i was like you know that you know when we knew when i realized we were fucked is when the cdc had to tell us how to wash our hands i was like you know what <laughs> <laughs> this is a goddamn plague it's done <laughs> Um, but I, I guess the idea is like when we were really settling in yeah. and like it was two months and everyone was like, okay, maybe just one more month. And some of us were like, no, sis, this is going to be like eight more months. Find you a game. It's going to be like a year. Find you a Netflix series with 62 seasons. Exactly. 45 minute episodes of peas, exactly. bonus, like everything. Like mm. Exactly. Exactly. So that that's kind of the vibe. In a lot of ways, Animal Crossing, for me, was my game of the pandemic. Um, but that's not what I chose. Well, that's perfect, because you didn't have to choose it. Oh. Because I did. Oh, 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 oh. Is it shocking? I don't think it's shocking. Animal Crossing New Horizon is, is my game of the pandemic. 
literally because it's a perfect game. Mm. It's cute. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Mm-hmm. The progression works at whatever pace you want it to go. Mm-hmm. You can go lickety split or you can take it slow. Mm-hmm. You can play the game however you want. If you want it to break it, you want to time travel, Nintendo said, do whatever the fuck you want. It's your private island. Have fun. Make it whatever you want. You want to play the stock market? Do that. You want to go on Nookazon? Do that. If you want to just be on your solitary island all by your damn self and not talk to anybody and have your one fruit for the rest of your days, fucking do that. Two fruits, I think. We had all five. Well, oh, no. you, yeah, you get the from your mother, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what game allowed for such freedom, such control in such a hectic, uncertain time? <laughs> Truly. Even The Sims can't compete. And like... Like you said, it wasn't like it's not at this point a game that has super replay value for me. Like I'm not going in all every day now and like fixing things. Like I've done most of the things that I wanted to do, which is fine. But I can hop in literally whenever I want. Get me a little, you know, cookie from the cookie, cookie from the cookie jar, and I'm done. And that's it. And there's a bunch of seasonal events. Seasonal events all the time. That you didn't do. I didn't do. They'll be new to you next They'll year. They'll be new to me next year. I don't want to feel, feel like I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, why I chose this as the game of the pandemic is because it really just bridged the gap between literally everyone I know that also owns a Switch. Like, Bones of Feet, my regular ass friends, family. Like, if... I know someone who owns a Switch and plays this game. I played with them pretty much. That's true. And it was so many fucking people. So many Animal Crossing selfies with so many niggas. Friend of the show, Steph, just got Animal Crossing for Christmas. Oh, my God. I need to visit her island. I know. I've been meaning to set that little date up. Shame. Shame that hasn't happened yet. Mm. But it's like, it true. What, what really is in the spirit of the pandemic? Then a whole bunch of people staring into screens, wishing that they were actually staying next to their friends. That's right. It's beautiful. Thank you, Animal Crossing, for doing that for us. Um, <laughs> in a lot of different ways, almost the exact opposite of Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> My game of the pandemic <laughs> is Among Us, where instead of being close and friendly with your friends, you are trying to deceive and or murder them. Gaslight. Uh, gaslighting simulator, as we frequently have referred to it yes. on this podcast. Um, I put it as my game of the pandemic, A, because I picked Animal Crossing as my <laughs> runner-up, and, and B, because I think this is actually the one that really took over once people understood that we were in the long haul. Mm. Not like in the Animal Crossing times where it was like, wow, it's so nice that we have this wonderful distraction since it'll just be a few short weeks. Yeah, I can't wait till summer because then I'll <laughs> see everybody again and it'll be like Animal Crossing in real life. Or, exactly. You know, and, and then in the summer ugh. when we were like, oh, fuck. My house is upgraded to the most, like the basement and the attic is there and it's big. I can't do anything else. Right. It was time to turn on your friends. That's, <laughs> that's what the mood was. Oh my God. The pandemic zeitgeist, if you will. Correct. And... We played Among Us every single night for, like, a month. <laughs> you played Among Us. I didn't play as much as you did. I like just... That's right. I like just being in the same room and listening to everyone yell at each other. It's... Because y'all are aggressive. <laughs> y'all are real aggy. And it is... <laughs> Professor Dump Truck, I am calling you out specifically. He'd be the first one to jump down somebody's throat. I'm like, God, wait, we playing a game here? Video games and all like what's good? It's just <laughs> extremely funny. It is um the way that we play. Uh it it just it had a lot more of bonding moments, and I think a lot mm. of it had to do with voice chat. Yes. Like imagine if we could voice chat in Animal Crossing. That would be on and popping. Yeah, that that would be legit like a party. But in Among Us. You know, it, it kind of plays on the themes of the pandemic in a lot of different ways. Uh, and I don't know. I just, I felt like it was fitting. And I had so much fun with this game, especially a game that, you know, for me anyway, it was free. I'm not playing on PC. And for people who do pay for it, it's five bucks. It's not like it's this 
huge um, cost. Yeah. And it's coming to Game Pass, we found out. So <laughs> I forgot. There's so many, so much news is <laughs> yeah. happened. Speaking of, uh, Fall Guys hinted at potentially coming to Game Pass. And that was actually oh my God. a contender for this category for me. Because Fall Guys was Fair. also... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, honestly, if I was mainly a PlayStation person, yes. it definitely would have been Fall yeah, Guys. Yeah, I think it might have yeah. been a Fall Guys. Because Fall, Fall Guys is fun as hell. But also, like... <sighs> I almost I almost had a couple of gamer moments. Okay. I think I only won one time. I don't think I ever won, but man, if I wanted to toss that controller right through the television. <laughs> oh my god. And it's so fucking cute. Who would have known? Anyway. I hope that all of you had um as bearable a shitty 2020 as possible. I hope that you didn't lose anyone, and I hope that that continues to be the truth. Yeah, moving through twenty twenty one, because we are not out of the woods yet. Wear a mask, please. Wear a six mask. Six feet apart. Say six feet Wash apart. Wash your goddamn hands. Y'all know the goddamn drill. Please go get vaccinated. <laughs> I mean, As, maybe wait and see if it well, covers those. You know, if you're not. First. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like it is. It looks like it's leaning towards that. So, which is. Look, you know I what? Conclusive. I, at this point, I want conclusivity. I want, my, I, I want my microchips. God <laughs> damn it! Wait, you turn in line to get the vaccine and get your microchips. <laughs> Please, I hope y'all understand that I'm joking. <laughs> Don't start in the Capitol building. <sighs> you know, 2021. What are we looking forward to? Let's name one game. What are we looking forward to? One game? Yeah. Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn for Ben West. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, 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 there oh, we go. You don't have one? Uh, you just want to put me on the spot. Yeah. I, I, what, is, what am I looking forward to to 2021? You know, I'm not sure because I can't remember what is coming out in 2021 because I feel like we got like those world premieres. Everything's gonna get delayed. And everything's gonna be delayed and nothing's gonna be out until 2022. I mean, it'd be nice if Halo Infinite came out. It would be nice to like play Halo with people again. It's just like one of those, like, even if like the story sucks, I'm sure it will. So Halo. Oh, Halo. Uh no. <laughs> no, it's not Halo. It's not gonna be Halo. No. My I just wanna say the Mass Effect collection that's coming out because oh, I just okay, want, fair enough. But like I I need I feel like I need to say something new. No, that's fine. No, because all I want is like nostalgia, and I just want to like hit that button. That's what you want. That's what you're looking forward to. That's fine. I don't think I, it's it is coming out like next month. I I feel like it's a cheap answer. I don't feel good if about that's that. coming out next month. You have a lot of gaming to do because you need to finish several things. I need to finish a lot of games because as soon as that comes out, oh, I'm, I'm a, not going to see it. I, no. We have to pause the podcast. <laughs> well, actually, the podcast will just become like it'll just be. You just have to put the microphone in front of me while I'm playing it, oh. and then it'll just be that for however long you want to record for. And then that'll be it. I see. It's gonna be bad. Absolutely. Okay. Same choices. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm glad we never put out that Mass Effect episode. <laughs> oh no! It's, the timing is going to be great. Yeah. This is why you know you gotta let things That's percolate, yeah, marinate, shit. Okay. Um, okay. I think that was a show. I think that was a show. Thank you for listening. Yes. If you made it this far. Oh, we've done worse. We appreciate your uh, <laughs> your listenage, your listenership, your attention, your attention. That's a that's a much better word. Yeah. There we go. Um, We've done this before. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you enjoyed it. If you yeah. did not enjoy it, then don't do those things. Yeah. No. I mean, you can still subscribe. I mean, you can. Just, you, can just, you might like the next one. You might. <laughs> <laughs> I think whether you liked it or not, you can still tell a gamer friend. That's you know, right. Any publicity is good publicity. Tell tell all of your gamer friends about this <laughs> shitty podcast. Just they just to. ragged on Cyberpunk. You need to hate listen to them. Those fuckers. We'll take the hate list. I love a hate list. That's fine. That's fine. If you'd like to send us hate mail, don't do uh, that. Info at gamerfriendspodcast.com. <laughs> Why could you say that? Um, um, if you want to send us some hate money, unlike our lovely patrons who send us money because they love. Love money. That is a sound. <laughs> <laughs> Where, what 
what's happening. It's it's unraveling, just like 2020. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing. Abner, Sarah, Nerdy, Cody, Emma, and and yes, thank you for your continued support. Thank you. Literally keeps us going. Literally. And uh, with that, we will see you soon. See you soon. We have a great guest for the next. Episode. Ooh, shh. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Bye. Deuces. <laughs>